News time on KCIM means we check back in with Nathan Cones. Thank you very much, John, and good morning, everyone. Community and business leaders gathered on Thursday evening for the Carroll Chamber of Commerce's 60th celebration of all things Carroll. Of course, we're talking about the annual Chamber Banquet. The evening featured Tim Fitzpatrick as the night's MC and included updates from Chamber and Carroll County Growth Partnership Executive Director Kimberly Tiefenthaler, outgoing Chamber President Dr. Nathan Luth, and incoming Chamber President Steve Hans Owen on the remarkable year Carroll had in 2023 from the Iowa High School Athletic Association State Baseball Tournament and Carroll serving as a host community on RAGBRAI's 50th anniversary trek across the state to the downtown assessment from the Iowa Economic Development Authority and the upcoming launch of Hub 712. The annual awards were presented in the latter half of the festivities with the 2023 Citizen of the Year Award going to Dave Bruner. And again, he was here in the studio with us in the 7 o'clock hour. And you can find that interview on our website at 1380kcim.com as well as through our social media pages. Some of the other awards included the Good Neighbor Award that went to the late Charles Hyder and uh, Cindy and Scott Hyder of Omaha as well as the Hyder Family Foundation. The Humanitarian Award went to Katie Cruz. Public Service Awards, two of them, one to Larry Devine from the Carroll Times-Herald and Vicki Gotch from the Carroll uh, Historical Preservation Commission. The Heritage Business Award went to Community Oil and Todd and Chico Canny. And then the New Business of the Year to Tom and Cindy Bordenero of Bordenero's Meat Market. We'll have more from all of these winners in upcoming newscasts, so keep an eye out for those over the next several days. Looking elsewhere, during a workshop uh, session on Monday, the Carroll Community School District Board of Education approved a staffing plan for the upcoming school year, 2024-2025. The district will be shifting teachers around to meet the demands of class sizes, but will also be adding an additional teacher and administrator to their staffing list. Superintendent Dr. Casey Burlaw says he advocates for both positions, even with a projected tight budget, as well as the uncertainty of the teacher salary increases proposed by Governor Kim Reynolds. EL, you can see I went from one to two. Our EL numbers, it's not on a sharp incline up, but it is on an incline up. Each year we add the students. Daniel's load is getting fuller. I see that trend continuing. Director of Special Education, we have that with a principal position this year. Instead of making that full-time, calling it a Director of Student Services, so it would be more than just special education. It would also be at-risk, ELL, 504s, TAG, kind of those special populations. This person would be full-time in charge of all those things. Burlaw proposed adding the responsibilities of the Director of Teaching and Learning as a part-time position for the Adams Elementary School principal job. Currently, the district has Adams Principal Amy Collison serving as the part-time Director of Special Education. Collison agrees that the Director of Student Services, which will spearhead the Special Education Department, needs to be a full-time job uh, to serve the needs of students better, and the Director of Teaching and Learning can fit well with the principal position. Absolutely. It would be possible. I would say that the director of student services as a full-time position is more necessary for our district as you look at what's coming out of the state house, you look at student needs and really working toward those student populations that need that full-time person that can put that hat on all day long and really fight for those kids. The director of teaching and learning is something that would work well within that half-time principal position. And it is. It's absolutely doable. Board members discussed the declining enrollment that's been seen by the district in recent years, as well as the that as well as that projected tight budget for the next school year. Board member Dwayne Horsley says, despite those factors, there's still a great need for the director of student services position.
your enrollment for this position has declined. No, right. so it's it's increased. Yeah. So that's how I see the need on this. Like, yes, the overall enrollment's gone down, but the enrollment for kids that are needing that service has increased, and that's, that to me facilitates the need, and we need to address that. With adding the additional teacher and administrator to the district now approved, the Board of Education will post to advertise the positions and hopefully have a new candidate hired before finalizing the FY25 budget. And Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nagg is urging eligible farm owners in the state to apply for recognition through the Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship's Century and Heritage Farm Programs. Established in collaboration with the Iowa Farm Bureau Federation, the program honors families who have owned their farms for 100 and 150 years, respectively. To be considered for recognition in 2024, completed applications must be postmarked or received by the IDALS by June 1st. The ceremonies honoring the 2024 Century and Heritage Heritage Farm families are set for August 15th in the Livestock Pavilion at the Iowa State Fair. Secretary Nag emphasized that these farm families represent the epitome of Iowa agriculture's ingenuity, strength, and resilience. Application forms can be downloaded from the department's website or requested from the farm program coordinator, Kelly Reese. Contact details are included with this story on our website. The Century Farm Program, now in its 48th year, has recognized over 21,000 farms since its inception in 1976. The Heritage Farm Program, in its 18th year, has honored more than 1,800 farms since 2006. And that is going to be wrapping up your look at news here on KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. You don't know this, but it's quiz time for Nathan Cones oh, here no. on KCIM. So I was looking up some statistics about the Super Bowl. Okay. And according to the Snack Food Association, which, by the way, my next job, I want to be with the Snack Foods Association. I'll be their PR guy. Yeah, no, no kidding. How many calories does the average American consume on Super Bowl Sunday? Whole day. Whole day. 4,500. I'll tell you, just during the Super Bowl itself, four to five hours, 2,400 calories, just in those uh, between the four to five hours the Super Bowl is on. So what's, the da- what's the daily input? Uh, th- but pe- people will skip meals because they know they're going to snack all day. I'm, I, I will, based on that info, I'm going to go to... I'm going to go to five, 5,000. 6,000 calories. I'm absolutely (laughs) disgusted. (laughs) Check out the numbers here. 11.2 million pounds of potato chips. A potato chip does not weigh much. That is a lot of potato chips. It has no, you know, the the super flu that you get on the Monday. I'm beginning to think it has nothing to do with alcohol consumption. Yeah, it's, it's all food, the garbage we're it's eating. Food comas. That's what we're in. Eight point two million pounds of tortilla chips. Three point eight million pounds of popcorn. And three million pounds of nuts. What is your must have for Super Bowl party food? Uh, wings. Yeah, I'm saying I'm a wings guy too. Yeah. Give me a massive tray of. If I showed up at a party, Super Bowl party, and all they had was just a table full of chicken wings nothing else, I would be in heaven. By the I was, way, I, I have a real bone to pick with, and, and literally, that's, a, that's figured to, the <laughs> pun there, but uh, the, the entire Midwest, there was like 27 states that preferred boneless wings. That is not a wing. That's a, a nugget. Chi- yeah, it's a chicken nugget. Do not, ge- do not fall for that, people. You, the, the chicken wings have to have bones in them. I mean, I appreciate, like, if you have kids, right, and they want to join in the wing fun and the spiciness, haha, yeah, but you know, yeah, one got bones, I get bones it. stuck in their throat. I, thing, I right? get it. I get it. But you're an adult. Yes. Act like it. Yeah. 
Chicken nuggets are not are adults. They're if for wanted, kids. If I wanted chicken nuggets, I'd go to McDonald's and get a 10-piece. Exactly. Right. So I think we've laid down the law here fairly pretty well. We've changed zero minds. <laughs> well, there's that's like a normal day then. So <laughs> thanks, Nathan, for the news update. Once again, you can find the local news available website, mobile app, anytime you want it.